0: Hey, y'all. It's Sensory Overload. I'm John. And I'm Allie. Welcome back to our lovely little uh, hideaway in autism. In,
1: in podcast land.
0: In podcast land. Y'all can email us at sensoryoverloadpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you.
1: Tell us how right or how wrong we have been. We love it.
0: We haven't gotten too much of the, like, you people are out of your goddamn minds. What is wrong with you spreading all this disinformation?
1: Yeah, we got to work harder then.
0: I guess so. So (laughs) let's get right to it. Today's topic, friends and neighbors, is what if you're just not into your provider?
1: Yeah, and by provider, we mean therapist, like um, your speech therapist, your ABA therapist, your uh, occupational therapist, etc.,
0: Basically, we've hit the point in our story, our own personal story, where like we had started therapies and school and things like that, and we had been, you know, on this bullet train towards like getting services. So we didn't have much time to consider the quality of the services. We were just like trying to see what they were. We hadn't even really seen them, and we saw a little bit in execution in the um, in the super program that we had done over the summer, but we really hadn't seen like day to day just functional therapies. And so we, after a a brief time of seeing how ABA and speech and OT and PT worked, we started getting an idea of the quality of these therapies. And we began to notice that some uh, providers just aren't as good as others. Some of these things are not
1: like the others. Yeah. Well, and also sometimes it's also a big matter of fit.
0: That's a well that I mean what
1: your kid could use, what works best for your kid, what works best for you. Yes. And your learning style is also important. And so sometimes some parents are just like ABA is too assertive for me. Uh, And some people are like, floor time is just way too, is anything happening here? (laughs) You know, so like everybody's got different sort of styles and what works for your kids and what works for you. So a lot of times it was also just a matter of fit, like different approaches. But sometimes, yeah, just quality. Just the amount of training that people had been through and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. I mean, to get started, we could start with uh, our ABA experience. We had been using a service that we got through the regional center, correct? Yeah. And they weren't bad. It's not that we, it wasn't that the quality was bad per se. It's just that it was like kind of old fashioned and their approach was a little bit more of the, you know, old school militant sit at the table until you get the thing right kind of aba i mean to go to rewind a little bit we had gotten uh, our aba and we really liked a lot of our therapists we had a, a few different ones we had set it up for what five days a week at that point we had six at six the beginning. days a week we yeah six
1: no we did seven when we started
0: oh my god
1: we did seven days a week Be, uh, bethany was so so highly affected at that point she was so uncomfortable she was so anxious that we did it every day
0: (laughs) i'd forgotten that yeah
1: we did every single day for a while and then one of our therapists left the agency and so they didn't have somebody that would do for like the 7th day and then that kind of forced it. Sometimes like schedule changes will also kind of wake you up to like that there's an overall change that needs to be made. Yeah. You know. Um but yeah, I mean really the problem with our first agency we realized after a bit was like these individual ladies who are coming to the house are lovely angels, but
0: they cared very much and they were trying very hard.
1: Oh my gosh, so hard. They are some of our heroes, for sure.
0: To this day, we're still friends with some of them. Yes. It's not a matter of the people, again, not trying or, you know, not having a skill set that is you know uh appropriate it's just that
1: it was training is what we you know. really discovered because then with we that went first
0: and, one i mean with
1: the first one yes because really then we realized okay there was a couple problems with the agency just things that you can keep in mind when you're choosing one um which is that they really weren't trained enough they had to basically if they could pass a test then they were in and they were in the <laughs> field that's nuts <laughs>
0: That's yeah. It's
1: not enough at all.
0: I mean, by comparison, our the the ABA system that we use now, they have to go through training, they have to, you know, have a certain number of hours, they, you know, there's They have
1: to like come and shadow another therapist for a number of hours before they can even go come to your house solo. Um shout out to Christina who trains all the people at our uh our current agency. <laughs> um but yeah, so it's just it's uh it it should be a more Um, in-depth process for them and for you like they they should be able they should feel more comfortable going into the field and being able to handle all of the different things that can get thrown at them our kids are individuals every child is of course but because our kids all have their own challenges it's like you gotta you gotta be able to roll with all that and be assertive at the same time and You need more training for that. I mean, it's like ridiculous. And also the first agency, we literally never had a cover. If If a therapist was sick or took a vacation, we didn't have therapy and yeah. that's ridiculous like like <laughs> never like they just never even tried they were kind of like whatever the regional center said was fine with them they really didn't fight for things like ours and stuff I had to do the fighting
0: well that's I mean that's maybe so. the big difference that we can you know uh, put out right here again we were going through the regional center we were you know uh, hemorrhaging money at the time and we were just like well you know let's try the regional centers you know program let's go through them and see what happens And we took the, you know, people that they recommended and it just for us, it didn't work out so hot. And again, by comparison, the ABA people we have now, we've gone through the I guess the private sector is the best way to describe it. We haven't gone through a regional center for our ABA as with any state regulated or, you know, state adjacent system. It's the bare minimum. It's what they can do with the resources that they have. And sometimes it's a matter of just that. It's like, well, they would do more, but they don't have enough money and enough resources. So you're going to, you know, unfortunately get the best that they can do, which is sometimes, you know, I'll say this. It was better than nothing, which is you know for sure what we had for a couple months. We had nothing when we were trying to get services. Oh, it took
1: us months and months to get the regional center to give us ABA. It was atrocious.
0: Which is why the you know of course when we started noticing that like we don't necessarily think that we're, this is the ABA uh, program for us, it was a real chore for us because then we're like okay now we have to find another one and we have to sort of get on all these wait lists and all, you know, there's a whole process involved and it is like, it It will try and, you know, keep you from doing what is necessary. I mean, the process is involved and just like everything else, just like going for insurance, just like, you know, fighting to get services at school. Sometimes it's like the, the process is set up for those who are willing to, you know, have, be
1: the squeaky wheel, be yeah. the squeaky
0: wheel to have the endurance to be able to get up day after day and deal with it. Uh, so, so to be clear, uh this first ABA program that we were with, Um, The main problem that I had watching them, and I sort of learned it over time, I didn't quite realize it right away, is they were kind of doing it like we said old school, which meant that they would quite often sit at a table with B, and they would have a certain number of exercises, and she would have to sort of meet the the minimum before she would be allowed to, like, say, get up from the table, take a break, whatever. And for B, that was just a non-starter. Like, she just doesn't want to, you know, she's like a lot of our kids. She doesn't want to do what she doesn't want to do when she's told to do it and if you keep telling her well she can't get something until she does it then you're just going to sit there for hours and listen to screaming and there was no there was rigidity on both sides that was the problem
1: yes so part of it is that really you know, when you're starting therapy, there's going to be resistance. Your kid is going to resist. And I see this over and over again with other parents that you guys, I get it. It's not fun to watch. No, it is but, not. But it's also, that's part of their learning. And the what, and so what you want to try to do as much as possible is to have things like a It's like pivotal response training or these other kinds of methods that are a little more organic and kind of sitting, meeting the kid on their level and doing, you know, like, okay, well, if you don't want to sit on the table, why don't we sit at the floor or why don't we stand near the table? Like baby step it, you know? Um, So it feels like a little bit more comfortable for them. But then again, it's like also a lot of times parents are like, see, they're upset. They're upset. I'm like, yes, that is life. (laughs) We get (laughs) upset when we don't get what we want. And when you are small, or when you have something like autism where your frustration level is off the charts, sorry, that's part of the learning is that you have to like let them be frustrated and let them learn to work through it. But as long as it's not like every session is just like torture, then that's not cool. Yeah, as
0: long as it's not abusive, which is, I mean, hopefully... Yeah. This is where you, as a parent, can look at it and say, Well, that's just okay. We're just torturing this poor child. But I think our neurologist put it best. It's you know, we'd been going on this uh, little trip of ours, this autism trip for a couple of years. When our neurologist kind of pointed out to us, and the way that she phrased it really has stuck with me, yeah, I love she that. said, Here's the thing, she is going to have to learn to live with like a low level of discomfort because everybody at all times, at all times because that is everybody's problem in life everybody <laughs> yes. in life lives with a low level of discomfort and you know and that's you know part of what it, uh, part of what a kid growing up is and learning is is about is them just like experience, oh hey life's not fair sorry kid right but and and with our kids especially it's like well we need to teach them that yes you're going to be uncomfortable a lot of the time we all are it's normal It'll be fine. (laughs) And and
1: here's how you can learn to help yourself feel better or how you can like, you know, when they get older, then you start to teach them about advocating for themselves. Like, I need a break. I need this. And this isn't making me happy. I want this is my problem with this, you know, as much as they can communicate and stuff. So it's like, but I think that's a big part of it is just, but the big difference is that when you're feeling that and you're not sure what this really is, if this is the kid being pushed or if it's a, a crappy you know, instructor who doesn't know how, that they're taking things too far. Talk to them. Yes. That's why it's really good to sit in and be part of the ABA sessions or whatever other session, as much as you can. Sometimes you can't. Sometimes you just, you can, you're fitting work around things and you need to be in the waiting room working while they're in the therapy. I get it. But if you can do this as much as possible, that way you can keep that communication going. Cause like, I swear it feels like so many, so many times people are like, oh, that place wasn't a fit for us and and I'll start to talk to them about it and I'm not there, so what the fuck do I know? But it seems like very often it's like, well, did you try talking to them? <laughs> did you try talking out your issue and listening to what they said? <laughs> like, well, cause it is, I have mean, a conversation?
0: It is designed. This is not a, you know, you, this is not like a classroom where you go in and the teacher says, well, there's a certain way we teach things And the end of the story. You have right. to, you know, your kid has to mold to that. The idea is that you are working together with your therapist, with your provider, to get the results that you want. The idea is to figure out what will make your kid, you know, excel.
1: And feel better and And, feel more comfortable and you too, you know, like, that's a big part of all of this is that you have to be able to follow through at home. And if you have no bandwidth left, because you are not feeling heard, and you're not feeling like you have any idea what you're supposed to be doing. That's not the way it's supposed to go. So it's okay. Just talk. Talk to them. I mean, it's like it's like what they say about marriage, you know? <laughs> Communication is key.
0: Um, but that sort of dovetails into another uh, thing we were noticing about ABA, which is it felt like work. It felt like work for us. It felt like work for Bethany. It felt like work, I'm sure, for the therapist. And it was just every day to look forward to, oh, here comes Ugh. the point where, you know, we have to work hard. So hard. And then we were in another program. We went to the UCLA program the next summer, um, their intensive in-hospitalization program.
1: Yeah, the early childhood partial hospitalization program, because, you know, rose off the tongue.
0: (sighs) But it's super good. It's so good. If you're in California, man, especially SoCal. Or if you can take the trip. (laughs) If you can do it. Super good. Um, But one of the things that we learned there was from another parent. She was talking about how, you know, well the program had worked for her son, and one of the things she said is, like, he loves his ABA. For him, it's playtime. They come over, and they're doing their jobs, and they're getting their data that they need, and he thinks he's playing with his friends, and, you know, everybody's happy. And we just, <laughs> alarm bells started going off. We were
1: off. like, oh, is that what it's, can it be that way? We
0: were just like, wait a second, how do you, uh, Really? It's supposed to be fun for them, and that's when we... I mean, that was really... At that point, the our, our ABA program was on a ticking clock because once we heard that, like, oh, this can be fun for them, then, yeah. And I again, all props to the people who were there. They were actually trying their best to make it fun for her. I mean, yeah. even though they had this program where they had to sit at the table and do their whatevers.
1: And they made progress. It's not like she didn't make progress, but it was just not as quick and not as, like fluid and easy go easier than it could you know as easy as it could be
0: yeah i mean it felt like work i mean even though there was progress like she's it was work though it was hard every step of the way for her and we began to think well there's probably a better way and which is i mean again this was all sort of we had a lot of events kind of coming together which is like we were going to move she was in you know she had been in school and we were going to move her to a different school so and we were going to move to a different part of town so it was very easy for us to say hey we're moving Uh, we're going to try a different ABA company where we're moving to. And they're like, yeah, sure, whatever.
1: Well, it was funny because our therapists that we had were these lovely ladies and they had gone to observe at UCLA. And they literally came back like this, like, Oh, <laughs> I see the difference because, again, it's like these are like big hearted badasses. They just hadn't had the training and they didn't know what they didn't know. Yeah. And they have like I know at least one of them we've really kept in touch with. And she's like gone on to get her BCBA represent mm-hmm. um, and, you know, is amazing. And I think it's like I'm, I would imagine for her, she's like, OK, now I've got the real proper education. I can see the difference. You know,
0: I mean, obviously, UCLA is a like super focused. Focused. It's, like, the ideal version of everything.
1: But it's also very, very intense because of that. Like, it's, like, yes. because everything is so idyllic, <laughs> you know, in terms of, like, how it's supposed to be set up and everything. It's also, like, Ugh. like they can pull off that, like, DTT, which is this intensive, like, sit at the table and do your trials kind of thing, in a way that, like, still magically makes them all feel like, no, we're challenging you, but we respect you and we love you and we're here for you and here's a cookie when you're done. You know, like, or yeah. whatever. Like, they really... Managed. They could even do that stuff well, which is really <laughs> yeah,
0: impressive. Yeah, that was there was that was a part of their program was to you know take data because they're trying to figure out well what's the best approach and so they're trying all these different approaches. But they had just figured out, well, you know, if we just sit here and, you know, like m- with military precision do this one thing, then the kids are going to get real anxious real quick. So right. they had just figured out ways around the anxiety. That's basically our big one was our, our first ABA program. We we decided that we were headed for greener pastures.
1: Well, and part of it, too, is be careful a little bit with whoever is funding your your therapy and and whether or not they're telling you the let's say full truth on what your options are Hmm. um i would check with agencies that you would like to join and see if they take certain kinds of insurance or public agencies and then double check with the other agency because we i don't know if it was an accident or what but there was some shady stuff with with regard to information we'll just say
0: from the regional (laughs) center you mean
1: yes oh i see (laughs) well it was one of those things we wanted to do the agency that we eventually went with later that we love but originally they were like no we don't we don't cover that we don't we're not contracted with them and then later on i found out that's not as far as the agency was concerned wasn't true
0: yeah. Well, this is the modern era of health insurance. There's a lot of things where people are you just know, double check it a little confused.
1: Check with both sides, because also, yeah, it's like I always say, like, if I call, you know, our insurance company and I don't get the answer that I wish I had call again, you might get a different person. You might get the different answer. I mean, it's crazy that way, but there really isn't enough good regulation. People on that side aren't trained well enough either. And so it's like, again, it's that squeaky wheel thing where you go, OK, well, I'll just be over here. You know? checking again <laughs> making sure um but yeah so i think when you're picking an agency like double check both sides ask friends that kind of thing but also take friends recommendations a little bit with a grain of salt some people will be real anti an agency and then you come to find out it's like oh because you they wanted you to work and you didn't want to work
0: That's <laughs> yeah. oh, not
1: really fair i mean again so look at how they're trained look at what they go through to join it look at what their turnover is talk to them about their principles and the way that they approach things if they have home therapy and center therapy That's a big one
0: That's a huge one Yes,
1: because we do a combination I think it's very valuable And some kids really don't do well with home therapy And some kids don't do well with center therapy So it's it's nice to have options You know, ask those kinds of questions Those are going to get you closer
0: Center therapy being that we drop B off Once or twice a week at the ABA center And they interact with She interacts with other kids and... It's like
1: social skills-ish time It depends on what your kids working on but yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean it's basically just like a, you know, like an after school program type thing but it just uh, it, it's just a good change of pace sometimes. Sometimes a change of venue is very helpful. And knowing that she's going there once a week, she really looks forward to it. So
1: She does, yeah. And I, and I think um, it's nice because it also helps generalize their skills. You know, like if you can do it at home, then you can start to do it at the center. Then you can start to do it at school. Right. Those kinds of things. Like, or if oh, right. You know.
0: Yeah, center is actually kind of a good... Like, it's like a
1: go-between because it's like small school.
0: Exactly. It's sort of like the training for like the classroom. It's like, well, it's not quite a classroom classroom but it's sort of it's more it's not comfortable like home so yeah i mean it's just it's a good other place to test things
1: yeah no and i know a lot of little littles go there instead of preschool for a bit so they can Mm -hmm. kind of start to get used to the idea of what school might be like right um which is really nice too uh so there's a lot of nice options with that
0: yeah yeah, ABA. We had basically just. Uh, we've only had a couple companies, and and the first one we were like, we that was our starter company, and now we're with the company that we like. Um, a more interesting journey for us has been speech.
1: Speech was much more complicated.
0: Speech. We've been through a few different people, and it's this is sort of where it's like it's it's not necessarily the the therapists themselves. It's this is where this the re- is a fit. Thing. This is where the relationship with the therapist really comes into play because. We've had a few different... I don't even... I can't even call to mind our first speech people. Were they the floor people?
1: No. They were a bigger agency. Uh, Yeah, it was one of those things where right away I was like... I can't remember if it was a brand new speech pathologist or somebody who'd just come off of like a, uh, a long break or something. I can't remember what the deal was, but I kind of immediately was like... She doesn't seem like she's that comfortable, but she had a lot of really interesting ideas, and she was trying different things, and she tried the PECS program with Bethany, which is Mm -hmm. the picture exchange communication system, and it's like, they use this for kids that are nonverbal or low verbal, so a lot of times if kids can't make any speech, they really do lean into that, and that way they can communicate in some way, so it helps them... You know, have a chance to communicate and feel less frustrated.
0: Which was very helpful for Bethany in the beginning. She's, we were very fortunate in that it just, it was a nice transitional thing for, yes. we moved from pecs to, to speech pretty quickly. But I know that there's a lot of folks out there that's like, pecs becomes like the thing.
1: And they're so grateful that they have something because it used to be that if you couldn't make, you know, physical speech, then you were kind of screwed, you know, and now they have this beautiful thing and it's evolving. It's becoming more iPad. It's becoming all these different approaches. And, and yeah, we only had to use it for, I think like a month or two. I mean, it was ridiculously short because I think it was just enough of a thing where you go, okay, here we go. I get the idea, you know? Yeah. She was able to
0: sort of see how this related to speech. And then she was like, Oh, then she loved the pictures at first. And at first it was a really big, big deal for us to be able to use it and and get across communication. And then when she, I think... When that light bulb went off and she's like, oh, I can just say the word and get what I want. That's much easier than having to go and find the picture.
1: Yeah. But again, we were fortunate in that our daughter could make speak, you know, could speak. And so it was a matter yes. of like learning how to do functional language. But that's the thing. And I remember feeling a little nervous about doing pecs at first because I thought, well, I don't want her to get reliant on this. But I think if you get, if you feel like um, you're constantly talking to your therapist, and you feel like they're trying to think of the next move. Then just keep on that road, you know, like, because it's just sometimes these are, like John said, like transitional things.
0: Well, and in a a perfect world, all of this should be sort of transitional, right? I mean, everything... You should
1: just be keep moving forward and trying something different. Yeah.
0: I mean, unfortunately for our kids, there's always at least one point where you hit a wall and and you're stuck there for a while. But, you know, in in a perfect world, then you feel like you're moving forward and it's like, oh, yeah, that thing we tried. I almost forgot we tried that because... Hopefully you're you're moving forward a bunch.
1: Yeah, and I also just want to say like it's it's so funny doing this podcast. I feel like there's times where I feel like Because we're on a healthier tip right now, hence why we can do a podcast. Um, I end up like feeling like I'm just going, and now boys and girls now do this and do that. But I think one of the things that I really remember that I've struggled with is like knowing when to move on from a therapist. And like because you get attached to these people, you can see that they are, you know, like the angels on earth who are trying to help your kid. And so you feel like a sort of allegiance to them and you feel a little like, oh, I don't want to make things weird. And then you're like, but it's not helpful to them if they're not able to do their job well because it's not the right fit you know those kinds of things and so it's don't don't beat yourself up too much if you feel like oh i've been waiting too long or i wasted time or i did this it's all part of this like your learning process and finding what works for your kiddo so
0: yeah i mean i would say if you took no other message from this it's if you if something feels like you could be doing better, then the chances are you probably could be doing better. Yeah, or I mean, could,
1: could have a better fit, we should say. Yeah, Or
0: could have a better fit. And it could be the therapist. It could be, you know, or you could just talk to the therapist and say, hey, I'm having these concerns. And they can go, oh, well, then we'll do this. I mean, uh-huh. if you're not feeling comfortable with how your kid's progressing bring it up to your therapist
1: talk until you feel comfortable
0: yeah i mean this is this is what you're there for is like to to get your kid to you know uh, you know a, a better place and so Yeah, you should be able to talk to your therapist, and if you're not getting the answers you want, that you know, if you've been talking and talking and still not getting the answers you want, and you feel like you've been reasonable, don't be yelling at your therapist. Yeah, notice
1: what you're doing, like, like think of like what you tell your kid to do, right? Like, how is my body looking and feeling? How is my voice? I mean, truly, because it can be so stressful. This is your baby. This is intense stuff. Like, just just take a second, because I think a lot. What I hear a lot from providers is like yeah sometimes the parents are they don't think they realize that they're coming off as you know (laughs) they're trying to be diplomatic even to telling me because i'm a parent but it's like no i get you (laughs) i've been there
0: i mean talk to them like they're you know, other people, coworkers. you know, that might be the best way. Just Your think to yourself, just imagine that there's somebody watching you. And if you get too angry at them that, you know, you might get in trouble. The whole point of this episode is for you to realize, hey, if I'm not comfortable with something, I don't have to stick with it. It took us a while like this. Again, this speech one was one of the I think we even figured out the speech thing before we figured out ABA. We had had this first speech person and again it was so long ago I don't even remember who it is now and this is not a
1: so so um, basically what happened is she just out of the blue quit (laughs) oh that's right (laughs) she just out of the blue quit and they had no one else for us and And so we had no speech for several months i
0: had forgotten that it wasn't on us we we got four. i mean we had been talking about like well what do we do and we were sort of real
1: we weren't sure about her in the agency anyway and then she quit and we were like i don't think it was her i think it was probably them anyway so if you don't have any other people for us maybe that's a good sign yeah and so then we went to straight to the floor i think it was
0: straight to the floor time so
1: these folks were like dazzlers like they were like these sweethearts like this it was like one woman doing her own agency and then she finally added another person and since added other people and she goes around and educates people like she's she's also a badass uh but the thing is it's like we realized over time we're like this is a little more glacial paced than other stuff and it doesn't feel like it's glacial paste for then some big breakthrough and we realized i was like oh our kid needs like we're kind of this might sound messed up but whatever it's the tone of our podcast she kind of wants somebody who's like oh i'm not buying any of your shit sit the fuck down we're talking you know yeah, like, not
0: mean but just
1: but just like assertive like like um you know like okay well that doesn't really you know some kids really don't respond well to that and i think uh that floor time approach can be really lovely for so many of our kids right and it comes from this lovely place of like okay we're gonna be organic and we're going to be you know like child led and all these things and that is great bethany was like oh i'll eat you guys alive (laughs) well uh, (laughs) like no and honestly i'm running this session you know kind of thing
0: even though it didn't turn out to be like the thing for us in the long run it actually was a pretty good cushion for that moment for us because then we could see like okay she responds to you know the, organi- you know, yes. the organic nature of it she responds to you know a teacher trying to figure out well how can I make this more like playtime?
1: yes so we realized it's like oh what we really need is more of a combination of the two so we needed that stuff where it's like it's not that traditional old school ABA kind of approach to speech but we did need something with a lot more kind of like structure
0: and we went like a couple of different ways well we actually had three different therapists at one point right yes
1: so we had an interesting situation because the uh, we asked UCLA like hey do you know of any places near us that you recommend, and and they recommended these uh, these two ladies that worked you know closer to our new out in the sticks kind of place. So they ha- each have their own separate practices, but they're part of the same office, and they follow a very similar model. So we went uh, like. I think it was just with one for a while and then we started doing one session with one and one with the other and then we switched completely to the other one. All scheduling issues. (laughs) Like it was just stuff like where it's like, okay, now we're at summer and we want to do summer school or camp. Oh, well now we'll lose our spot. So then we got to switch to another spot or oh, they need to switch because so-and-so needs to switch. Like, Try to be flexible about your schedule if you can because it's it's really helpful because you want to be there for the other families. Sometimes the other families really need you know that spot, and you can do it in another time. It's just part of the com- being part of the community, really. Like trying to be flexible. But anyway, so we were doing that, and then we we um, started trying. Everybody kept talking about this other speech therapist that was really close to us, and how amazing she was. So we started trying her for a while, and we just found like like Bethany is really like likes most grown ups, and she liked this grown up too. She liked but, her but, fine, she but was she just like wasn't comfortable she was kind of like pissed off most sessions and it was like yeah i think we're good and it was expensive it
0: was it was damn expensive and that was what made it easy to cut it off when the time came we try uh, uh, this is sort of like the goldilocks effect here at this point because we had tried the floor time which is like well this bed's too soft (laughs) there was the 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 speech therapist who's very close to us and very expensive and she was a little bit more like a little harsh Sometimes. I, I mean, mean, not
1: harsh. That's not the right word. But, but
0: but she was very much... She, she was, was too hard. And the she other was, was,
1: was too soft. Yeah, <laughs>
0: she was assertive. She was much more assertive than than Bethany was used to. And I think that, you know, again, I think she liked her, but I think it, it would raise, like, her hackles a little bit. And so she'd come in sort of defensively and then it would just go downhill from there. Meanwhile, these two ladies in Tarzana... They were just right. They were sort of the perfect blend of like, well, we can play a little bit, but you got to, you know, sit with me and you got to look me in the eye. You know, they would insist on certain things and be flexible on other things and that and Bethany really responded to that.
1: And well, and I think the magical formula also had to do with respect. Like I think some therapists are just especially good at respecting the fact that the child is their own individual and that they are both a kid You know, which means they need to be having fun and they need to feel loved and that sort of thing. But that they're, you know, as they're growing, that they need to feel like somebody's expecting things of them. Yeah. You know, I think that part is really key. You know, if you have your expectations that you're going to like her speech therapist that we now have exclusively because of the scheduling thing, we ended up with just one of them. uh, She's really just like, oh, now, come on. You know, you can do that. You know, like she's like, like, why are you? No. Well, that's here together, and we saw that
0: at UCLA too. That just that sort of personality. It's like and OT PT the same thing. It's just like when Bethany starts, you know, going off into her own world and starts getting a little too, um, you know, distracted. They'll be just like, "Okay, friend, come on back." And it's not like mean, and it's not. But again, Bethany responds like, oh, yes, someone is telling me, you know, we got to do the thing. Okay, that's great. They're
1: they're not letting me off the hook here. But it's also, again, in this way where it's like they also take time to explain why they're doing certain things, Mm -hmm. because that can be, at least for Bethany, that can be very crucial. I know some kids then just start to pick it apart. Like, oh, yeah, is that why you're doing it? Well, why did you do this? And why don't you do that? (laughs) Um, But it's like for Bethany, it's like if she knows why, like, I'll just be blatant with her like they're doing this thing because they want to teach you this concept. And if you can understand this concept, then that way you can go ahead and, and have lots of different things to say to friends on the playground you know like those kinds of things like just explaining why something needs to happen yeah she'll be like oh okay like all of us right the more you understand why someone is asking something of you the more you're like oh all right here you go
0: yeah, I mean, she's just t-
1: oversimplify massively.
0: This I mean, well, yeah, and this is much more on the recent side of things that, you know, when we were first starting all these therapies, it's like we we could tell her why we were doing a thing she didn't give a shit.
1: But you know what, I was talking to my friend about this the other day. Her her children are um, you know, quote-unquote neurotypical, but they're but I was talking to them about like uh how one of one of her sons is like having a lot of fits and stuff lately and I was like, "Yeah, you just keep up those boundaries. You just keep them up because what you're doing is you're laying the groundwork." Right? Right. Like it's like, they're, you know, as kids grow up, it's like they need the groundwork of like, OK, here's your boundaries. Here's your expectations. And if you're not going to do them, this is what's going to happen. And it takes them time to like grow within those boundaries and make it, you know, feel secure to like go through their whole emotional process. You know, it's like so so it's not like you know we were always saying things like that to her but as she got bigger it was like oh right they've been telling me this the whole time now i get what they are saying and right. we can keep rolling with it but i think it's also like it's a matter of like you know you treat anyone with respect including your kid and and that includes telling them why you're doing what you're doing <laughs> you know they may not understand you but i think kids do get that you're like trying to be there for them and trying to explain hey i'm not ignoring your feelings you know i think that's really big
0: yeah um, I, I just realized we should probably we've been sort of glossing over. We should probably explain uh, how we cut people loose. I mean, and again, oh we, yes, we, like
1: how do you have the breakup conversation? How do you
0: say? It? I mean, well, and again, the first like set of people that we got rid of, it was just the hey, we're moving, things yeah, got to change. That was so, a little easier. It was, so that was pretty easy. I, I keep thinking about the speech therapist, though. The you know the more militant speech therapist, where that one, I think we actually had to have a. Uh, We were basically like, I think we're going to try something else... Yeah. And and you're expensive. (laughs) I think we sort of were like, hey, we're, you know, we're we're looking to save a little money and uh, we've been, uh, you know, our other therapists are opening up their schedule a little bit. So I think we're going to go with them for a little bit, but maybe we can keep the door open for future whatever is with you. Well,
1: yeah. And I was honest with them because I'm never going to say to somebody, oh, it's about the money when it's not because that's crappy. You know, you want to (laughs) be honest with people. They're grown up professionals like they get that sometimes things aren't to fit. And so I basically like I did say, I was like, it just doesn't feel like it's it's a fit like it's really working and we you know and then on top of that we're paying for two speech therapists at once it's just right. getting really expensive and um and she was like okay that's fine you just let me know if you ever want to come back like that's the thing it's like if they if the therapist is then crappy to you because you like break up with them then that was like there you go <laughs> there's some more validation on your choice but these are professionals they're not going to do that especially right. because they, well, they shouldn't they shouldn't i'm sure there's even like regulations about this or whatever but or ethical things but about this, But it's also just, like, it's bad business. Like, well, yeah. why would you even do that? And also, it's, like, they know they're working with, like, uh, you know, with highly affected children. And they're stressed out parents. Like, they're not going to be crappy to you about making right. your choice, you know? And I think the big thing that I always he- get, though, is that they they then just get worried about whether or not you have services. So, like, if you're like, okay, I'm moving to a different place, and they're like, okay, good. And I've even had stuff where people will be like, do you need any, like, recommendations? Like, they they, they want to make sure that the kid doesn't get well, like, get a big interruption in service.
0: Yeah, I think most, again, you know? most of these folks want what's best for the kids. They have to make a living, but I think most of them, and the, you know, the reason they got into this is because they like what they do and they fill a niche and and they you know they care about these kids if they didn't care they wouldn't be any good at their jobs and I think that most of these people had you know whatever level of skill they had at their jobs they had it because they cared so yeah I don't think we've ever had a situation where someone said well you know go fuck yourself then if you're not going to pay me then you know I hope you burn in hell it's like
1: not at all like completely different and I and again this is like one of my neuroses where I'm like they're going to hate me and it's like well no they won't and even if they did why does it matter right <laughs> what are you getting worked up about
0: I mean yeah if they if they end up hating you then you know your decision was correct and if they end, if you're like oh I missed them then you can call them back up and say hey we missed you and you know things are not working out like we thought with this person can we give you another shot
1: 100% and maybe it'll
0: work better the second time because we've done that too we've gone yeah. back to people that maybe the first time weren't like so great and then like later on it's like oh sh-, you know Bethany just needed to progress a little bit
1: yeah and then it was a better fit or whatever yeah I mean I think and, and also another little little tip too when you're going to change providers try to give that provider some notice and not just add a professional courtesy to them but also for your kid because that transition process can be a little hard on them sometimes and i know a lot of times parents are are nervous about switching providers because they don't want to cause the their kiddo stress because it is really intense that you used to have these intense experiences with these therapists and then the kid just like never sees them again or yeah. almost never sees them again and that's that was really hard hard on all three of us for a while there at the beginning and then you get used to it and you also like uh learn that you know time is a flat circle and all that so eventually you'll come around to probably getting (laughs) to reunite with them a little bit so i think that transition thing try to be mindful of that that's where maybe like a social story can come into play or like a little visit with the new therapist before you officially start if you can you know or like look up their pictures online you know those kinds of things to make it a little bit easier on on your kiddo
0: yeah uh yeah I, i had Hadn't thought about that in a while because now that she's been in school and, you know, she has different teachers every year, the, you know, the rotation of people is a lot more normalized. But, like, yeah, in the beginning, especially, like, the first couple of, like,
1: uh, you know. Yeah, so when we were at the Pediatric Minds program, she, like, super bonded with her, like, main therapist there. And she we were, we were like, what are we going to do when her time is over? We were all, like, kind of freaked out about it. Yeah. And it was hard at first. And then it was like, oh, okay, well, you know, like, it'll be okay. Like, and, and like a year later we came back to the program. So she got to see her again, but yeah, so it's, it's, you find that it's like, they're going to have more, it's like, you know, growing up with friends in general, right? Like you have these great intense friendships and then, there's the next round of great intense friendships. And it doesn't mean that your heart doesn't hurt because that friend isn't around anymore, but you then realize that you can have these friendships and it makes it better.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's all part of, I, I, we try and give a few weeks to a month when we're, you know, moving to different therapists just so we can have like those goodbyes and those transitions. And I think, I I mean, on the plus side, again, this is going to happen throughout their lives. So like teaching them how to say goodbye to somebody Properly is is a good skill. Any anyway. skill, yeah. So uh, even though it sucks, and even though it's hard to like move from like one therapist to another, especially if you're like not completely pleased with the service. But I mean, again, if if you can make a, a learning. Uh, event out of it then you know then then it's done its job if if like you can teach your kid about oh well sometimes you say goodbye to people and you move on and it's good for us too uh, the parents because like for us we were like every time we had to make a decision on these things and we still do we had like you know last summer uh, we hired uh, some tutors for Bethany to help her out educationally And it just got super expensive. And this was one of those where we're really like, well, we really like the tutors, but we're out of money. Yeah, we just
1: can't afford it. And all of a sudden, we, you know, it was like this whole thing where it wasn't ideal because we realized, oh we don't have any left on this, like, package of tutor sessions that we would buy. And so we have to, like, be done right now. And that was like, oh, I felt so bad. But it was like, we just can't. It's so all this is so expensive. Every once in a while, well, we're just like, we're freelancers. Yeah. <laughs> like, we can't do this. Well, again, You know, we've
0: talked about it before, and maybe we'll talk about it again later. But it's like, this is a money pit. special needs. It
1: really is and even when you know we've gotten a lot savvier about it as time has gone on and we've learned to advocate and we've learned like where you can you know make sure you get your pre approvals and all these things and how to get your co pays partly covered at least. And it's still a giant money pit. And so that's yeah, that's always going to be part of your choices in terms of like what you can use and what you can you know. So but I think that's also where a lot of that communication stuff comes in, right? Like just keep talking to them about um about uh how to make it work, you know, because transitioning can be difficult with finding another agency that gets covered under your insurance or your Public yeah. provide, you know, public agency or whatever.
0: But do keep that in mind. There is an emotional connection to these people that you get, and we get that almost every time, especially with the great ones. It's just like you just you can't help but be connected to them because your yeah, they're kid, part,
1: they're, you're part of your family. Yeah,
0: your kid is so connected to them. Yeah. Um, but it is a business, and you do need to consider the. You know, is everybody getting what they need out of this? You should be getting paid, and my kid should be moving forward. So, I mean even in that alone sometimes if you can just take a step back and realize okay is everybody is it moving things forward is the needle moving forward enough to justify the money being spent on it sometimes that's a good way to judge hey mm-hmm. are we getting what we need out of this yes it is a service it is a business so you know and on the one hand they will try you know especially if you're going through the regional center they will try and make it sound like hey we're giving this to you and you should be just taking what we give you it's like well no this is a business and you're getting paid for it. So we should be getting a value for our money. So
1: yeah. But also um the other thing too, I wanted to bring up is like, what happens when you're with an agency that you like for the most part, or quite a lot. And they give you a therapist that you're like, mm, eh. <laughs> sometimes that will happen where it's like, like, uh like where it's just sort of like a chemistry thing. So like if you have like a therapist, that's like, like this is a juvenile description but like if they're like kind of too loud or if they're kind of too low energy or if they're kind of too like constantly challenging you know like constantly you know like or constantly too flex you know like whatever it is like where you feel like okay something's a little off here so uh I think what works best with that and again this is like tricky business because it's like well you can't just like leave the agency um (laughs) it's like you know talk to them first and be like okay you know like I feel like um we're getting kind of a weird tempo in this sessions like or you know uh what you know what do you think we could do or if you really just feel like it's such a fundamental obvious thing like talk to your like program director or your supervisor or whatever and usually what they could do is they'll take the like heat off you and just be like hey you know I th- I was noticing when you were in session with her that maybe you could just be a little more this way and maybe we'll tweak it this way you know like because again it's like these these folks are used to sort of designing their approach to each kid like custom designing their approach and so it's like just keep having that conversation because I know so many parents who just kind of blow up the whole situation because of stuff like that and it's like <laughs> just talk to your program director like talk to the people who work at the agency if you don't feel comfortable talking to the d- individual therapist and just be like this is my concerns because chances are it's like super fixable and if it's well, and, not and, then they, then they can say I see your point I don't think it is a good fit because they try really hard to think about they don't just look at the schedule and see whether or not someone's free if, in
0: an ideal world if they're just putting you with whoever okay. then, a
1: good, a good agency will not just (laughs) look at the schedule see who's free and plug them in they'll also think about temperament and um, experience level and uh, you know styles and things like that to see whether or not it would be a good fit with B because like B would eat a Timid newbie alive. Like that wouldn't (laughs) work out, you know? But at the same time, it's like if you're too sort of like super high energy, she's like, you're wearing me out, you know? So it's like, it's hard sometimes to find that right fit, but that's what they should be doing. And if you're not getting that, then you don't need to blow the whole thing up. Just have conversations with them. If they're really not listening to you and they're really routinely giving you crappy people, I mean, that's a. That was sort way of the problem it. we had with the first agency. Then, is then we, we blew
0: it up a couple times, and
1: <laughs> it just—it was like, yeah, and yeah. So I think just keep that line of communication open. And then if you really feel like over many months you're not being heard, then that's not a good fit.
0: You know. Right. Yeah, I mean the time may and probably will. I mean, it, the only experience we've had where we haven't had this problem is for some reason OT and PT. Every time we've been with a couple of different agencies, just because a different locations and b just different situations. But like OT and PT, everybody's been great. And for whatever reason, she, probably because it's physical and it's just it's easier for her to. Yeah, take she's a, a really
1: physical kid, so I think she's just gonna always prefer that. She's like, yay, I get to run and jump and swing and. You yeah, know.
0: exactly. So, but I mean, most of the time you're just you're it's ebbs and flows and as the kid gets older and their experience changes and they get either you know better or worse at something then you know you sometimes have to readjust and rethink your approach to things i mean you're the you're the gatekeeper you the parent you're the gatekeeper you know the aba people are hopefully keeping track of of her progress and, you know, measuring it on their level the speech, people are looking at a certain thing. Yeah, they're from, all
1: doing their reports and everything, yeah.
0: But you're the person who ultimately has to feel like, okay, I feel like we're making the progress necessary. And if you're not, then you need to decide, okay, which piece of the puzzle is not working? I mean, this is a lot of work for you, unfortunately, but it's like you need to be able to identify, okay, where are we lacking? Where is where's the weak spot? Because you want to get to a point, I feel like you want to get to a point like we're at. It's like all of the pieces of the puzzle work in conjunction with each other. We got the school, we got the therapies; everything works to, and they literally work together. You know, the speech, we'll talk to the ABA, we'll talk to the school, we'll talk to you know everybody's talking to each other. They're all trying, you know, this giant machine with all these gears whirring. It's all towards you know getting this kid you know where she needs to be so you know
1: yeah and i tell you we are when you have those moments however long or fleeting they may be where everything is soaring and and working even if your kid is of course still having struggles but it's like if you feel like oh we actually do we all like this all of the providers do we like them all yeah. Oh. Do we feel like we are <laughs> Soak it up? Let's live in the sun. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's the best. And so it's like it's worth it to do that work to just keep cultivating until you find that right fit and you feel like you have good relationships. And uh, and even with our ABA agency, like who we love, there's definitely been times where I've been like, Oh no, (laughs) we're gonna need to make a change, and you know it. And don't try to do the thing where you're like, you know, oh, Allie will be fine with it because you know she's been with us so long. No, that's it. We're still, it's still a relationship, it's still something that you have to do, you know, maintenance on. And, um, you know, you have to feel like you're consistently being heard, you know.
0: And again, I mean, this is all assuming that you are, you know, not losing your mind. And you're not feeling crushed by everything going on. I mean, a lot of this
1: comes back to that self-care stuff.
0: It comes back to you have to be in a good place. And yes, and you have to be able to be the grown up and you need to be able to assess, well, are things moving the way I want or don't want because, you know, I'm not accepting the, you know, you have to be able to take a look back and say, are things moving the direction they should be moving? And if not, is the problem the therapy is the problem? From us Is it, you know, is it a
1: combination? Is it a combination? And, and, you know, when we say the problem is from you, we are not judging or mad at you. Okay, guys, we no, love you all. We've been
0: the problem, too. We've it's
1: absolutely <laughs> been the problem, too. And that's the thing is, it's like, there is just no reason to accept defeat. There is no reason to constantly think, you know, it's too hard. I can't do that. This can't happen. Um, My kid is, will always
0: be like this. Yeah, because I mean, there are some
1: kids that respond better to therapy than others, and that is a harsh truth, and that is true. You never know what the long-term prognosis is going to be for your child. Right. It's just true. But what you have is what you can control and what you can do. And so it's like, if you're not taking care of yourself, you're not being greedy by taking care of yourself, for fuck's sake. Please <laughs> do things that are nice to yourself. If you really, really can't do session that, that day cancel it's okay just, or,
0: or just say hey I need to take a or, breather and- or
1: just say I'm gonna be in the other room today I'm real maxed out and and if you're constantly there and being part of things they will respect that you mm-hmm. know like because there's definitely been days where therapy will come in and I'm just like hi I'm insane today I'm so sorry <laughs> you know and they'll just be like fair you need to do what you need to do or just life gets chaotic like it's a lovely problem but like my work is getting more intense lately and uh, and so it's like like... Like, there's just been times where I'm like, I have to go make a phone call now that's not for five minutes, you know, (laughs) or I have to like uh, I have to do all the cooking now because I had to do all the work while she was at school. You know, those kinds of things. And they get it. But just communicate that and be fair to yourself about the fact that some days you're not like going to be 100 percent like super mom or dad. And that's okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Also, I mean, I guess this bears thinking about, too, it's like there will be times when you feel like things are moving on a great road and there's going to be times when you're like well there's a bump in the road somewhere we need to identify it i just can't do anything about it at this moment that is fine sure i mean it's not ideal but like again there's also the times you have to consider that like well at least my kid is getting some intervention maybe it's not the the ideal intervention and i will need to deal with that but sometimes it's best to stay with where you are to make sure you get into a better place rather than like blow something up just to blow it up Just because it's like, well, it's not working, stop it. And yes. then be sort of stuck without services. Sometimes, it's
1: usually better to have subpar fit than no no services at all. Yeah. yeah,
0: I mean, again, sometimes you just can't help it. Some and sometimes the fit is just not working out, and you're just like, well, if nothing's happening, then there's no nothing. You know, there's no change if I if I end it right now. But just keep in mind, like, well, again, even little tiny services and and, and tiny baby steps are better than like, oh, the kid just doesn't have any sort of schedule or anything. You know, I'm just yeah. saying try and keep these things in mind because sometimes it's not going to be an idealized situation and you're just going to be you know you're just gonna have to deal with it as you go and you know that's life
1: (laughs) yeah but you guys got this more than you think you do if that's any consolation I mean I feel like there's been so many times where people where I'll be like talking to therapists or something and I'll be like I just don't know what I should do next and literally the advice we tend to get honestly is funny because I guess this isn't what they usually tell parents but they you "You guys just need to relax a little more (laughs) you know like you need to like just let things work and just kind of calm down a little bit. But they're like, most of the time we have to tell parents that they have to be more assertive and more present in sessions and stuff. And that wasn't our issue. But it just goes to show you that it's like every parent has their own particular struggle with this and like what, you know, what they need help with.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Well, now we've solved all your problems with your therapists and your providers. Hopefully, everybody (laughs) is. You're uh, so welcome. (laughs) Hopefully, everybody's gotten everything that they need out of that. This is the last word ever on the subject. I'm kidding. No, obviously, if anybody has any stories of their own, any suggestions. And we know you providers are listening because you tell us you listen. So, yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. If you have anything to add to this conversation, please, you can email us at sensoryoverloadpodcast at gmail.com. Go to the website, go to the Facebook, go to the Instagram. Mm-hmm. And you can
1: do it anonymously if you want. We can just say, hey, don't say my name.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's lots of ways to do this, and, and we want a, a dialogue with as many different factions as we can get. So if we've said something that, you know, we didn't quite get your part of the story correct, then hey, let us know because we can be told.
1: <laughs> Absolutely all right thank
0: you thank you for coming to our ted talk
1: (laughs) i know that's what i feel like a lot of the time
0: so how do all these therapies and all these things that you do how can they combine to help out your kid in specific situations well have we got a story for you we're going to tell you guys about the year of no sleep next time not this time it's too long already
1: yeah yeah next time
0: Thank you, everybody, for listening. If you want to get a hold of us, you can write us at sensoryoverloadpodcast at gmail.com. You can go to sensoryoverloadpodcast.com with the links to all of our social media. Check us out. Uh, If you wouldn't mind going on iTunes, giving us some kind of a rating, the stars, writing something up nice, that would be so helpful for us because I guess it helps with search engines. That's what all the podcasters say on theirs, so I guess I'll say it on ours. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening, everybody. And remember... Your providers are all talking about you behind your back.